Welcome to another episode of Self Help Shark. I'm Morgan. And I'm Brad. And this week we are going a little bit deeper, friends, and we are talking about intention. Living a life of intent. How do we do that? Where do we do it? When do we do it? What Why? does that even mean to you? Yeah, what does that mean to you? It's a very loaded living life with intent. It's like, it's a very loaded state. First, you got to be living. And then second, you got to kind of have some Are sort you of... telling me rocks can't have intent, Brett? Rocks aren't living. There could be like, my intention is to not get thrown through a window or at another child's head. They just go through the Anakin process. The Anakin process? What does that mean? <laughs> Skywalker? Oh, gross. But dead things, I bet you can have intentions. Apparently, worms can have intentions. When we went fishing yesterday, remember when I had to touch the worms? Oh, yeah, the circle of life. (laughs) The worms eat the dirt to get to bigger. Then the worms become bait for the fish. I mean... Then we put the worm on the hook. And that was that life's intention of the worm, is to get hooked, to be on the hook. It's to be hooked on forks. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be hooked. I mean, okay, guys. I didn't. The fish eats the worm and then we eat the fish. That is life's intentions for the worm and the hook and the fish and the us. That's life's intentions. That's the circle of life. The circle of life. Um, No, but seriously, guys, I like Remy made me touch a worm yesterday when we went fishing and it like... It wasn't helpful because I didn't, like, grab it with a strong hand. I kind of, like, grabbed a little bit and hoped it wouldn't freak out on me. And then it did, and I just... I mean, had to do the worm for me. It was not fun. But anyway, so we're talking about intention. So what do you think intentions means without, like, looking up the definition? And Brad asked me, and I thought intentions was, like... Like, your intention is, like, the idea of doing something and then sticking to it. So, for example... Last The last couple weeks, I've had the intention of drinking more water. And so today marks a full week that, give or take a couple hours, I have completed my 64-ounce water drinking every day. Now, that's not to say I haven't had alcohol or other drinks with it, but I have made sure that in the morning when I wake up and get ready for work, my water bottle is filled up to the top, and I watch the little arrows on the side that say, here's where you should be at 8, p- 8 a.m., t- 9 p- a.m., 10 p.m., whatever. And I've, I, by the time I, from the moment I get to work to the time I come home from work, that sucker is gone. Because I make it my intention to drink 64 ounces of water. And I gotta say, I bought, so the water bottle that I bought has my nickname on it, and then it has little arrows that say, like, what time you should be doing things, and then it has a a chihuahua on it. So it also helps with, like, while I'm looking at it, to keep track, I can see my cute little dog on it. So that's that's what intention I feel like I've been following really well. Living a life of intent. I say, is this finding time for yourself to do something you really want to do? Or you really need to do for yourself. For example, educate yourself. I'm always big into educating yourself because that's when you can learn new skills and do amazing new things, such as artwork, wood burning, working out, nutrition, dieting, everything we have talked about on the show thus far. Mm-hmm. But also, I believe in my unshakable core that I have that when you're living a life of intent, the hard days become easier and the easier days just become easy days. And and 
it's such a broad and term and people are like wondering well what's the trick to living a life with intent what does that look like what does that mean and to me it means you're not going to half-ass anything that you're going to do because if your intent is to get a job done but you have asked something that's not a way to live a life of intent but if you do a hundred percent of the work do a kick-ass job and you're like you know what i'm gonna fucking kill it today then that would be a more intentful living that would be more because you're doing a project or something but you're also putting like your heart and soul in it so for me living a life of intent is using everything you've got from your knowledge and your power to complete a task that's true like for instance one thing that i did was so brett and i are recording this a little later in the night than we usually do and that's because um uh remy and our other roommates started a DD campaign with some friends and they basically asked me, told me to do like a live interview process of the characters afterwards. So they're like, it's going to be kind of like, um, like a critical role. And then the guy interviews them after. So they're like, we're going to have you do that because you like streaming, but you're really bad at like having intention. Like your intent is like, yeah, I like to stream, but you don't really know what you want to stream about. So this keeps you streaming while not really committing to too much anyways. But so I did that, and beforehand, like, they were like, okay, it's got to be professional, it's got to be like this, it's got to be like that. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then, like, Remy even sent me a text before I left work. He's like, don't forget, this is happening today. And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't forget. And I had the intention that I was like, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to listen to this three-hour thing really well, really closely. I'm not going to play any games. I'm not going to, like, space out. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to do anything because I want to make sure... <laughs> Excuse me. I want to make sure that, you know, when it's time to interview people, I sound knowledgeable and like I make them feel really, really important. And so what I did was I made sure to take little notes and think about anecdotes and like funny things that I wanted to say and like ways that I could like share my story with people as an interviewer, but also like keep it about them and the process and the story. And so that was my intention. And so I, I did, ex they asked me for 15 minutes to a half hour. I had about eight questions and there was two of them. So I did it at exactly a half hour. I came out and Remy applauded me and I felt really, really good about that interview because I was like, I was funny. I mostly focused on the people. Um, I complimented them. I talked about like their characters and everything. And I feel like... I messed up a little bit, but that's just because I didn't really know you weren't supposed to announce people who follow you during interviews, but that's something I know. But beyond that, like, I sat there and I really thought about questions that I wanted to ask him. I was like, okay, well, this is our roommate's baby, and a lot of, and Remy's in it, and who's like, he's very important to me, like the most important person to me. So it's like, I got him, and then I got a roommate that really cares about this, and then I have friends that are really into this and I'm like I don't want to butcher my end of things because they're trusting me to do this so I went in with the intention to be like this is going to be really good I'm going to work it out with Brett so that we can make other time that I can give my full attention and intentions to this too and I'm going to give it my all and I walked out of the recording room and I felt 
I don't know if I felt inspired by myself. I wasn't really inspired, but I felt I was happy because I felt you were really energetic when he came out. I felt like I really nailed it. Like I was really nervous starting off. I was like, what if I forget a question? What if I say the same question twice? But I was like, I just kept glancing at my questions and I was like, okay, what would be interesting about this? Maybe say something about this. And I felt like I did a really, really good job doing a live interview in front of people. And granted, when I was in college, I had to do a lot of interviewing for people, but it was like in a classroom as practice, or it would be like, or it would be like over the phone for an HR project. It was never like live on cameras with people watching. So it was very weird, but I like, I was like, I'm not going to mess this up. I'm going to make them really proud. I'm going to make them look good. And that's going to make them really happy. So I, I used my full intentions, every resource I remembered I had, like they made sure to tell me don't go in the room while they're live streaming it. I was like, okay. So I made sure to stay out of the way and be quiet. And I followed every bit of my intentions with that. And I felt, I feel like I really nailed it. I really do. And it makes me really happy about that. So that's like one thing that I had an intention about was that and then following through with it to the end and not being annoying or anything, but yeah, I'm really proud of it. That's good. I saw the last part of that show too, and it was, it sounded like it was really good. Thank you. So also with the self-help project, with um, my intention is to make sure we could deliver the content we are promising you guys. So that, so the, so that's where also another, from intention could fall into like every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you guys are going to get a blog post. Every Wednesday and Thursday, you're going to get an episode of the podcast available to you. And doing stuff like that is also another way to live a life in intention because you can start sharing your own experiences, sharing your own lifestyle, and be able to share other aspects of your life to be able to be like, hey, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, and I can express myself through these different platforms. And guys, if you're ever worried about being truly honest with us, don't be afraid because Brett and I have shared some pretty vulnerable stuff with you because we trust you and we want to make it a community of comfort and safety and trust. So if you ever feel like you need to share something and you don't like want to comment on it, feel free to email Brett or I and we will we would love to have a conversation with you and just, you know. Yeah, email us at selfhelpshark at gmail.com. But you can also uh, directly uh, give us a comment or talk to us through the Facebook group page or through our website to even just contact us. Those are different avenues that we have set up. If you want to talk to us or you feel the need to, please do. There's no judgment, no nothing. Nothing you will say will be just abhorrent or anything. So... If you feel the need to or want to, we invite you and encourage you to talk. So, um, but yeah, to be to get back on topic of living a life of intent is that now, now we have described what that looks like, what that could feel like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make you feel good, make you feel happy, get you that jitterbug, blue juice, that blue jazz music vibe, that bluegrass. Yeah, I get what you, I, I, moonshine whistling out of the bottle. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, pen, I, the Pennywise is a whistler. Yeah. Um, out of the penny jars. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought you meant like the evil clown Pennywise. No, I'm no, like, no, no. I'm like, no, what? No. 
He had no. very bad intentions, Brett. But in, anyways, <laughs> yes, he did. He was an alien, as we now know. Spoilers. 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 It's been three years since both movies came out. It was longer. Really? Than, yeah, it's been oh a long time. Oh my god. Anyway. So living a life of intent, you're able to have those good feelings. You're able to have something to look forward in your life. But now the tricky part is, is that what if your the way you can measure yourself if you're living a life of intent or not from a from an from my experience in life is that if you're not setting out time for yourself throughout the day, then there's no intention for you to there be no that good feeling, and you're not setting off time to yourself. So how do we get there? So if you're feeling sad, lonely, if you have the midnight blues and it's already noon type of a feeling, then you're going to have a... Then that's when you realize, well, what do I need to do to fix my lifestyle to live a life of intent? So here we go. Start picking up random hobbies to do. If you're like a person that's like, all I do is go to work, watch TV, come home, Drink my Starbucks. Jump on jump on my computer to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I go to bed. And if that lifestyle is feeling stale, like you know, you feel like you're just going through the motions. You're just like a zombie walking out of an apocalypse into a corporate office setting. Step one, you gotta look at the other hobbies for you to do besides your normal routine. You gotta change up your routine. You gotta add some different things into it. Mm -hmm. Step two. Don't be afraid to try something new. If you live a life to be afraid to try something new, then that life is, then you're not really living a life of intent. You're just being comfortable and comparable in a life that you are. For example, if Morgan didn't pursue her goals of being a teacher or didn't pursue and, and she just stuck in the business world where you, she first ended up at, at after college and she was miserable, she didn't really like it. But if she didn't transfer over being a teacher and then she's like, oh, I really like being a teacher. Let's pursue this further. Then she wouldn't be living a life in intent on her own either. And the same with me. If I was just stuck at Dick's Sporting Goods just selling shoes all day and didn't go into juvenile corrections, didn't go into concierge, then I wouldn't be living a life in a tent. I would just be slinging shoes at back and forth and be like, uh, buy some shoes. You need them. Everyone needs shoes. Yada, yada. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not wrong. Everybody yeah, does need shoes. shoes. No, uh, yeah, but, but it gets boring. It gets boring after a while. I'm not saying it being... But but I'm 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 saying at Dick's Sporting Goods, if you're working at Foot Locker, you're a sneakerhead. Bottom line, only sneakerheads work at Foot Locker, because they have the cool shoes. Oh, like for like three hundred dollars. Jesus, who the fuck pays for three? Okay. You have no idea. The same people who pay three hundred dollars for a purse. No, 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 that's a different world. You should. After this, we're going to watch the Jeff Goldblum episode I don't want, no, I don't of sneakers. No, I don't want to watch anything about people buying expensive-ass sneakers. On the Disney Plus Oh, my app. God. You no. have to see it. It's amazing. The whole thing is amazing. I will watch it on my own time. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Anyways, it will be her own time. <laughs> Shut up, Brett. Anyways. 
Um, <coughs> that's step two. Try something new, please. Just do it. If if you if you hate your job right now, even though with your circumstances, then with there's not a lot of job opens. But if you really do hate your job, stick it out for a little bit longer until you find something new, or start looking now for something new for yourself. <clears throat> Figure out what you want to do. Like, look at something that has been in your life this whole entire time up to this point. You're like, you know what? How could I make this into a career? For And that's what I'm heading on doing right now. I'm heading on turning what my current career is. And I've been working on turning how can I fit weightlifting and personal training into a career that I could be efficient at but also make, make money on and survive off of. So if you don't try anything new... What's the point? Especially if you're not liking your current situation. If you feel like you have enough value to make more money, go make more money. Be, be like, you know what? Today I quit my job, but guess what? Tomorrow? No, to, but at, at that moment I quit my job? Pull Peter Dinklage. I am blank from here on out. Because Peter Dinklage went in, quit his daily job, and he packed up and he's like, you know what? I am an actor in Hollywood. I am an actor today. And he went until he got a bunch of acting roles. Damn. That's what he did. He packed it. He he had a little suitcase. And he took his suitcase. That's all he had with him. He just had his suitcase. Damn. He cashed out on everything else he owned and everything else he had. And he said, you know what? I am an actor today. Damn. And he went and go and... And, and he... And, uh, Obviously, he ended up with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, awesome. like a main character in Game of Thrones. Uh huh. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, step three: If you're in an emotional state of where like it's getting hard to wake up in the morning, and you look forward to your days off because you don't want to go to work, that's the same as living in in poverty. In poverty, I think that's a little bit worse than living in poverty. Because in poverty, you still have people around you that will actually care about you. But if you're really struggling getting out of bed, try a workout routine. Try finding something that is intentful for you. Like art. Read a book. Pick up a new skill. Read a blog. I don't care if it's my blog. Just read a blog. Read something new. Try different mediums. Hmm. And finally, the fifth thing. Take time for yourself. Every day. Between an hour to two hours every day. If it's like, hey, I got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning because my kids wake up at 5 for some reason. Wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning so you have an hour to yourself. Or if your beds go, or if your, yeah, if your beds go to kids. If your kids go to, if your kids go to, think about that. If your bed goes to kids, that's, that'd be interesting. That's weird. That's, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. You'd be like, beds now. Yeah. Anyway, if your kids go to bed <laughs> early at 8, 9 o'clock at night, stay up until 10 or 11 to have that time to yourself. Make sure you block those times out. If you are a TV buff or a movie buff, like myself, and you enjoy those things, Get after it. Watch your favorite TV show. Watch your favorite movie. Watch something new. Do something for you. Because if you're going to not do anything for you, then 
at the same time, that is not living a life of intent. And the last bit on step number six, help other people out. There's no more greater intention than helping someone out. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, you could bake someone a pie, bake them a cake. Make sure you follow regulations on everything that you need to follow with sending food to someone right now. But still, do all that stuff. Mm. Oh, my neighbor, my neighbor couldn't pay a bill and it's like only 20 bucks. If you have the 20 bucks extra, it's only 20 bucks to you. But that 20 bucks can mean their electricity stays on, their gas stays on, their internet stays on for their kids and everyone else in the house. Uh -huh. So find areas like that where you can help out in, and that would be another way to live a life in intent. So when it all boils down to living a life in intent is pretty much doing the stuff to help yourself, but also in return help others. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's a good message to sign off with. Yeah. And so we're going to end it there tonight. Thanks for joining us this week on Self-Help Shark. And this has been another episode for you. And I'm Morgan. And I'm Brett. And, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.